Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. Thank you for joining us today. We are now journeying into community, community service, community advocacy, and all the wonderful organizations throughout this county, throughout the state of Illinois, and hopefully in your community that are reaching out to men and women and helping them in their day-to-day lives. Today, we have none other than Rachel Jackson Pool. We got the pool party here, (laughs) y'all. That is coming to talk to us about her wonderful organization and everything that she's doing and all about herself because she done a lot, (laughs) y'all, and she's been recognized for her amazing work. And we thank you for all you do. Welcome, Mrs. Jackson (laughs) Poole. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. Always excited to share our project and passion and our story. So I really appreciate it. Well, we'll jump right into it. Please tell us all about you first. So Rachel Jackson Poole, recently married, super excited about that. Mom of three. My oldest is 21. My middle son is 13 and my youngest is nine. So I have two boys and a girl. And a little girl. And a little girl. Two boys and a little girl. Yes, yes. (laughs) Super fun times. Nice little space, but super fun times. hold a master's in professional counseling. I am a therapist as well as the founder and executive director of Project Compassion. When I am not doing all things community, I'm also an adjunct psychology and sociology professor. That is amazing. Thank you. Now, where are you from? So I was raised in Texarkana, Texas, Northeast Texas. Uh, We sit on the border of uh, Texas and Arkansas, Mm -hmm. as well as Louisiana. Moved here when I was about 12 or 13. Graduated from Belleville East High School. Go Lancers. That's okay. (laughs) We love the Lancers. That's okay. Graduated from Belleville East High School, and I got both my bachelor's and master's from Lindenwood University. Okay. What has your journey been? So we're going to get from... Texarkansas. Yeah. Texarkana. Uh-huh. All the way to where you are now okay. with Project Compassion. But what was that journey that led you to be the advocate and the community mm. servant that you are? Yeah. So I grew up with uh, a single mother. I'm the youngest of three. And we grew up in a very spiritual home. God was first. You couldn't play sick on Sunday because you need, then that's why she would take you to church so you can be healed. Okay. Um, grew up with that. I often say now as an adult, I don't know um, a non-Christian mother. I grew up in a home where when I, by the time I was born, my mother was all sold out for Christ. So that meant I had a very solid foundation in church, all things, Jesus, all things, his love, everything. However, when I was 19, uh, was 19ing, okay, mm-hmm. doing those things. I mm-hmm. uh, left to go to Kansas City, and probably about four or five months after getting there, my mother suddenly passed away. So I was the baby girl, like all things baby girl, and that changed my life. I mean, I went from being this really probably spoiled baby to an adult very quickly. My mother had been diagnosed when I was in the seventh grade. She just didn't tell us. So the cancer progressed. The the summers away were really surgery time for her. So a lot was hidden from me. So now I'm supposed to tap into this faith that this this God that loves you and will take you through anything who just shook my world, like literally. Mm -hmm. So for four years, I searched for 
what did all this mean? I'm waking up every day in pain. I mean, I'm hurting. And I'm like, you waking me up every day. So what is it that you want from me? Obviously, I got to do something. Uh, along that journey, I got pregnant with my oldest son. And he, he's, he at least woke me up to, okay, girl, get a job, a real one. Okay. Go get a get real somebody job. To feed. Right. Yes. <laughs> get a job. Been there for sure. And definitely um, don't become a statistic. So don't rely mm-hmm. on, on on a system. I have an aunt who's been an amazing support system. She was in my life all my life. I joke and say I thought she was my mom until I was nine and found my birth certificate. So she was there for that journey with me and then as well as my siblings, just supporting. So I was able to work full time, go to school at night, do things that at that time felt normal. And then it wasn't until I saw a homeless man sleeping in a box that for the first time in four years, I felt something, compassion, I felt grace for somebody else other than myself. Because those four years, it was all about, uh, God, don't forget you hurt me. Yep, I should have got a car. He hurt me. I should have a roof over my head. He hurt me. I felt entitled to blessings because I had been hurt. Uh, But that changed me completely. And so I started reaching out to my family and friends. And I'm like, guys, I've looked at this totally wrong. I have been blessed because of grace this entire time. So let's give back. And so started making a thousand sack lunches. Going out, feeding the homeless. Uh, Tyra wow. Banks heard about what I was doing three months prior, uh, three months after starting, and that changed Project Compassion's life. Everything. Not just my, like I, everything. I will never forget the pictures yeah. and, and the the big check. Yes, yes. Everything changed. Project Compassion grew, but my eyes opened to my true purpose in life and uh, started working with women and children because I realized that homeless individuals didn't have, the women and children I was meeting didn't have what I had, and that was that support. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wanted to create an agency that you can call and say, hey, I need diapers, or hey, I'm trying to get to work today. I'm short on a bus pass. I wanted to be that family, those friends. I wanted an organization to be that them so that's how project compassion like started i wish I, I i try to tell people i wish i could tell people i probably was homeless i, I really was in a sense but i had family <laughs> but that that's just not my story <laughs> I, it was really out of grief and compassion and here we are yes. with project compassion 17 years so later i was about to say yes. so 17 years later mm-hmm. heading into that two decade march it'll be here before we know it. i know um and so project compassion was born yes so where are you located now? So we are at 6609 West Main in Belleville. Okay. And you have just the office space or there's something else? Yeah, no. So we have 6609, 6611, and 6607. Look at you. We have all three uh, facilities. Uh, our main office is at 6609. Mm-hmm. 6611 is our therapy facility. Is where we offer free support. And then 6607 is a free cafe where we offer free meals and a free laundry facility for homeless families. And that, I love all of it. Mm-hmm. But when I heard about your laundry facility, I don't know why. I can't tell you why that moved me even more than the free food or yeah. the therapy. But I'm like, because like you, Never been homeless mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I do remember those college days. Yeah. I do remember those apartment days yeah. where it's, you know, you're going down the icy steps to the bottom of the apartment yes. complex. But or taking lugging clothes, but being able to have a place mm-hmm. because we all need clean clothes. You have to wash your Absolutely. baby's clothes and, and your towels mm-hmm. and things to have a space. 
in your community where mm-hmm. you can go and say, I can come here and I yep. can wash my clothes for me and my family. Yep. And in addition to get a meal. Yes. And if I need some therapy, I, I mean, it's just a one-stop shop. Yeah. And I just absolutely love it. But something about me and that laundry facility just really <laughs> blesses me. Mm. And for you to even have that thought mm. to say, okay, let's also do a laundry yeah. mat, a laundromat so yeah. people can come and do this. Yeah. So we know where you're located. Mm-hmm. We know the services that you provide, or at least some of them. Yeah. So how do people reach you? Yeah, so we are at 6609 West Main. They can reach us at uh, 618-397-1790 or our website, which is our agency name, uh, projectcompassionnfp.org. And how do people qualify? Can anyone come? Really, you know what? We service low-income, homeless women and children. Lately, we have had an increase in grandparents, uh, single grandparents who say, hey, look, I got left with this baby, or these are my grandkids, as well as single fathers, which have really taken off. So we just ask that you call, let us do an intake. We strive to help empower based on compassion and that need to help reach uh, at another level. So we just ask you to call and see what we can do or where we can connect you. Okay. Why are the services that you provide, why are they so important, particularly in the community that you serve? Mm -hmm. You're in St. Clair County, Mm -hmm. in the city of Belleville. But you service, we service all of St. Clair County. All of St. Clair County. Mm -hmm. Why are your services so important? I think that there's a misconception that a person is homeless because they did something wrong. Uh, For me, and just the experience of life, and really just talking to those that we've served, even on the streets. So prior to COVID, we were still on the streets going out. The stories were life. There was a death of a loved one. There was a widow. There was uh, single parents, relationships, loss of a parent. Every no one just said I was a drug addict. You know, sometimes that's the that's what happened. That's the fallout of of what when life hits, they they turn to something for a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, People self medicate, self medicate, and so when you realize that lack of education, life not really having life skills. Homeless, homeless individuals and myself or you, this thing we have in common is we're human beings. So understanding that it's like, what would I need in that situation? So I don't put myself in this in the their shoes from a standpoint of financial structure. It's from what could I need to get up from day to day that can get me to that job interview? What do I need to help me feel like I'm being the best mother I can be? So the services are important because they're they're basic items that are often missed because everybody's striving to reach that big goal and you're going to get there. But let's let's not forget those basic things are needed to just day to day get them up to even believe that tomorrow can be better. And I think so many people miss that people who don't have a heart for service. Um, they miss that people are human. Right. And human humans have what did you say? Basic needs. Basic needs. Water, food, mm-hmm. shelter, clothing. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, like we've discussed, you know, last season, mental health. Yes. Therapy, mm-hmm. getting rid of the stigmas and understanding what did we just say? People self-medicate. Right. So I don't have a therapist. I, I don't know how to get services. And I have all of these things going on within me mentally and right. emotionally. And I'm not dealing with right. them. So I turn to drugs or right. alcohol or, or life of crime and different things right. because I don't have the services mm-hmm. that I need. Mm-hmm. And that is so important yeah. that we make sure that we're remembering that people right. are human and we're all human. Right. 
and we all have basic needs and everyone doesn't Mm -hmm. have that. So rather than saying, well, why don't you, Mm -hmm. or what did you do wrong? Being able to say, you know what, that's a non-issue. Yeah. And when we work, so that's what birthed our, our empowerment mental health facility. It was about that recognizing that homelessness is trauma, poverty is trauma. And so now it's about helping them see young girls, young boys, you, you got to break your own cycle. This is how you break it. Let's begin to do a mind change. Let's let's help empower you that if mom won't do it or dad won't do it, grandma, what can you do for yourself? And so just recognizing that there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that has that's happened. So I'm staying with a friend and mom probably can't come in or stay and she leaves. Now you're in a house full of strangers and something happens. Where can you safely do that? So for as much as we do intervention, prevention is everything. And that's why we have Empower Me. That's why we host the Girls on Purpose Tour. It's about saying, look, there's a bunch of girls around you that are willing to be empowered and make differences in their life. So let's do the prevention as well. So let's talk about Empower Me. Um, I remember several years ago, I was pregnant with my middle son yes. and you invited me mm-hmm. and you know, I never miss an opportunity mm-hmm. to speak, especially when it's to children, mm-hmm. whether it's junior high, high school, whatever. And I was like, oh my goodness, I got invited. Rachel invited <laughs> me to come out. And I came out with my pink t-shirt and my, yes. little, my little pooch mm-hmm. and I shared that day. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazing to see all of these young girls mm-hmm. just getting empowered. So please tell us more about Empower Me. So Empower Me birthed, I was getting calls to do these one-on-ones all the time. And it just got to a point that I'm like, wait a minute. If, it, if you guys are to a point where you're saying, Miss Rachel, come in and talk to her, come in and talk to her. This needs to be a group. This needs to be a program. And so uh, we launched nine years ago uh, this, this program where it was about looking for the C student, the girl who's doing just enough. She's She's not really getting in big trouble, but boy, she's on that. that she's spectrum. on the cusp. She's right here. She's going to, yeah. She's <laughs> she she, right here. If it wasn't for school, there's no telling where she would be every day. And so when you start reaching those, you started finding that there were more girls under different layers and situations, girls that are in foster care, being raised in foster homes, uh, girls who are just raising themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's about saying, how can we make you have the outcome of an honor roll student? You may never have it on paper, but how can we empower you to have a life that lets you say, I made the best choices for myself going forward? So we started going into high schools, middle schools. We've totaled 25 schools all together in St. Clair County. And the girls on purpose towards that one day celebration, because here's the thing, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in a group of 13, 13, 10, but what happens when I get all y'all together? And now you see this girl from East St. Louis, this girl from Belleville, this girl from Cahokia, Wow, she believed too. Come together, positive energy, great energy. Your year is probably one of my favorites. And you take off the titles Mm -hmm. and you just say, look, I was once a girl. And you bring that energy and they celebrate and they they get it. And so that's what that is. And then they have breakout sessions. So we cover everything from hygiene to education to good choices. I mean, we we do a survey from the year prior and say, what is it that you're needing? What is it that you want to hear? And every year is a lot of deep thought, a lot of prayer, a lot of brainstorming on, you know, God knows who's coming. How are we supposed to reach them? What do we need to do to reach them? And all the right women come along. Every year we get all the right women to come along to make that happen. Um, It's also where we give the girls like this paper money which is my favorite, they get vendors. My thing is, I never want a girl to feel displaced. So you come in, take that shirt off, put this shirt on. We all look the same. Mm-hmm. Now here's your here's your $10, here's your $10, because you everybody's been with a friend and they balling. You standing around, you can't do anything. But if you got 10, 
She got 10. She might spend a few more 10 than her mama gave you, but you got a little bit of some too. So it's always bringing in that equity. We're all equal on that one day. Not one girl is better than the next. And I think that's why we've had such a success because girls come in and for one, if nothing for one day only, you feel included, you feel accepted, and you can be yourself. And that's great because you you mentioned the survey mm-hmm. and getting feedback. Absolutely. Because we know being a teenager today, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's almost nothing like when we were kids. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell my mom. And she's like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that with your teenager. Mama, it is literally not 1980-something, 90-something. There's the internet, there's social media, there's YouTube, there's all of this inappropriate maturity. And so it's just really hard to try to parent the way your parents parented. No. Yeah. And so to have the feedback from the girls to be able to say, well, what do you need? That's what Mm -hmm. you said. What do you need? need? What do you need from us? Because Mm -hmm. what I needed at 14, 15, 16 Mm -hmm. is not what they need now. Absolutely. Um, I was always so disturbed to hear in my time as an assistant state's attorney and just in my elected capacity how girls now in high school are in domestically violent relationships. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't imagine being in high school yeah. and being in a violent relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not mature. Your brain isn't mature. Yeah. You don't even know how to process that. And then where are these young men getting this from? And so, again, it's just a completely yeah. different, different world. Yeah. And being able to come together mm-hmm. and empower me mm-hmm. and be able to say, okay, well, these are the things we're dealing with. And, you know, how I, I need help with this. And yeah. I'm sure you've had girls pull you to the side yeah. because they felt so comfortable mm-hmm. that day to be able to say, well, Miss Rachel, I didn't want to say it in front of everybody, yeah. but this is what I'm dealing with. And then you can provide service. Absolutely, Absolutely. It's just... Amazing. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? It's that it goes back to that cycle. I told you, my mom knew she had cancer in the se- when I was in the seventh grade. She didn't pass away until I was nineteen. That's a big secret to carry, right? Mm-hmm. It goes back to that that generation of the adults handled the adults thing. Well, if you're living in a home where there is domestic violence, you're seeing that, you're hearing that, you're learning to respond. That becomes your emotional response to when someone disrespects you or makes you feel devalued. And so they're, even the abuser is responding in a way to which they've learned. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, uh, the young girls are probably thinking that this is love. I got to go through this. Mm-hmm. I, they want to ride and die. I don't know where they're going. It's no. like y'all no riding. Way. Where y'all where going, going with this with no. each, at this age? So it's, it's definitely about teaching healthy relationships as well and recognizing that once I am aware, I'm now responsible for connecting intervening, doing things. So I tell them, look, I'm a mandated report. I'm telling. Let me find That's out right. you're getting hurt. I'm telling. And mm-hmm. being able to pull mom or dad to the side and go, do you realize what's going on? Because they'll disclose that too. My parents don't even know I'm exactly. going through this. So exactly. it, it becomes a community of support as well as intervention oftentimes. So when is your next Empower Me class? We start next week. We start next week. We will be in Belleville East, Belleville West, and uh, Father McGinney will be in uh, Collinsville. And then we are partnering with the 21st Century Program uh, in Cahokia as well. Okay, so back at it. Back at it. Back at it. Back at it. And I tease and say, I don't know these kids. (laughs) I don't know these kids. So it's it's exciting. It's going to be a stretch because this is a COVID generation, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of social and emotional 
and definitely a lot of tr- retrust building. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm an auntie now. At yes. first, I could go in and be big sis, but I think I've hit auntie stage with them. So it'll, it'll definitely be interesting and definitely a challenge to definitely be able to get them to see beyond the, the computer screens and social media. Yes. Yeah. Now, how are you able to provide the services that you do? Like, where where does it come from? What can the community do? Like, how are you able to function in the space that you're in? Thank you. So in the last 17 years, we've relationships. Let me first start with that. Being a community organization, you have to build great relationships. We we were backwards. So we got a lot of national support first, and then the community became aware. And so with that, we built the community relationships. Uh, like all nonprofits, we have the church supports, the individual supports, donors, individuals that give foundational support. So we're a 501c3. So we get all of the grant support and the individual support. And then just the community is so amazing. I'm always, even now, the most humbling thing is when I get that call, Rachel, we collected this on behalf of Project Compassion. And it's like, what? Like they are working when you don't even realize they're doing it. You know, hey, this came up with my job and we put Project Compassion's name in and you guys won. Here's a check. And you're like, because nonprofit work is work. And it's also business. And so when you're voting, so tunnel vision on building programming and your tunnel vision on reporting the grant money that you got to know somebody else to me, it's like, oh man, thank you. It, it, that lifts me. So that helps us a lot. We, we have a a great community. St. Clair County has been great to us. The community has been great. St. Louis has been great to us. Um, the parents have been good to us. So we don't take that lightly at all. And so everything we do, everything we've been able to do has just been through a collective of individuals and funding sources. Okay. So what do you need from the community that will assist you in being able to continue the wonderful work that you're doing both with Project Compassion and Empower Me? What would be your, not necessarily your ask, but your charge? Because we have a duty, like whether it's the homeless or whether it's our girls, whoever you, we have a duty to the community to stand in the gap. Mm -hmm. And what would be your charge to the rest of us? Wow, that is a really good question. Like that's a heavy question. And one of the things that, um, I often say is definitely get behind uh, Project Compassion. Get, learn what we do. A lot of times people, it's quick to, you can see social media, or you want to go off of what you, you think, but we're impacting some, some amazing lives in Belleville, East St. Louis, Cahokia. St. Clair County is just being impacted by what we do. And so if there are opportunities to collect things, if, there, if you're connected to a resource that can help a girl, get behind that. Our website is fully loaded with opportunities to support families in therapy, girls that are in therapy, to get behind the cafe and the laundry facility. So visit our website. I'm always open to sitting down and sharing more of what we can do or how unique ways for us to collaborate. Okay. So what is your website? projectcompassionnfp.org. Okay, and give us your phone number again. 618-397-1790. And where you're located. 6609 West Main, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 4. Okay, well, before we go, though, before we go, we have to talk about some of your greatest accomplishments (sighs) over the last 17 (laughs) years. Um, One in particular that I'm extremely fond of, of course, you know I love the the one with Tyra Banks. That was awesome. You've already told us about that. But you had a couple other ones yes. that were pretty big. Yes, yes. So God has been faithful with, with that. And like I said, just that 
national platform that we've been allowed to have. So L'Oreal Paris was in 2014, and that made me an alum, which welcomed me into the L'Oreal family, which gave me access to the L'Oreal family. And so that was a humongous feature. The year I was nominated, so when they reach out to you, they often tell you that you're one of 100. So when they reached out to me, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's good. And they were going to narrow it down to 10. Like all things, you go do your homework. Okay, I'm in this next round. When I opened up the website, it said record-breaking. We received 4,692 nominations. And it took my breath away because here I am potentially going to be. I was already 100, but there's a chance I could be one of 10 out of 4,692 mm-hmm. That shook me. Like, I'm like, oh, you were shook? I was shook. I was shook, shook. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. Um, and, and, and Project Compassion was selected, and I was selected to go and be a part of that family. From there, uh, again, being a part of the L'Oreal family, they constantly are putting you in connections. So we got the old magazine. We were featured the year Michelle Obama was on the cover, which was always exciting uh, for, for her. And then I did receive the Barack Obama Presidential Award as well for community service and outreach, uh, honored by uh, Points of Light, which is uh, George Bush Sr. Uh, we received that recognition as well. So we've had some amazing yes. highs and highs uh, on this journey of, of doing what we're doing and so Tyra is what we're not that, that I think that's gonna always be the funniest yet because that was just like okay but yeah we've been able to do that and here recently Lowe's uh gave us a $35,000 grant for renovation um, to our cafe and laundry facility. Mm -hmm. And we were selected out of 1,500 hometowns. They selected Project Compassion to represent our hometown, uh, 100. So that's been awesome, too, here recently. Well, that should tell you how amazing you are. Thank you. And the work that you do. Thank you. um, And how amazing your, your service is because you don't get that type of recognition for nothing, right? We, mm-hmm. we understand that because for one, you know, out in the world and outside of service, you get people just love to shower yeah. you with praise. So in a servant role, mm-hmm. to be able to have that level of recognition tells you what an amazing job you're doing. You. And like I said, I've, I've watched, and you know, we talk and we sure. chat and we sure. text and we, you know, so we're not just Facebook yeah. friends. I usually, you know, from the episodes, I'm like, well, how do we know each other? But it's been so long yeah. and we've had so much interaction that I think it just came out in the episode, yeah. you know, how we know each other, but you were doing amazing work. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And your babies. Thank you. Especially <laughs> your big guy, 21. 21. Oh um, and just so proud of everything that you're doing. Thank you, I appreciate and it. again, my favorite, now that you've told us <laughs> what they were, my favorite obviously was L'Oreal because I remember the the short hair yeah. and and the, the glow off of that that beautiful melanin <laughs> and those pictures. I mean, they did y'all right yeah, in, in all of those photos. So maybe that's, you know, Gonna in addition, own. that was my favorite. Yeah. Um, but no, you're doing an amazing work. Thank and you. I thank you so much for answering the call when I was like, would you, I would love for you to come on. We're talking about community service and people reaching out and lifting people up. I would love for you to come. And you were like, yes. 
So my last question, will you come back? Absolutely. Will you Absolutely. Come back? You know, I, I just love and admire you as well. And these are platforms that mean so much to nonprofit organizations, believe it or not. I never take it lightly when invited. Don't do all platforms, but you are truly one that has just been a shining star in our community. So it's great to to do this opportunity and to support you as well. So thank well, you. Thank I appreciate you. it. That means a lot coming from you because, I mean, we'll do it in a minute. When you talk about women supporting women yeah. and women empowering women, like we girl did you see that a girl them shoe will you oh girl you like we love to encourage each other yeah. so i just love you and everything Thank that you. you're doing and i'm so happy you said chris she said she'll come back I'm so happy that you'll come back. Um, And thank you so much. It's just awesome. And thank you for tuning in today to Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you will join us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. 